Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Hey, Kirsty. Hey, Kim. I am so thrilled for today's interview. It really is a special one. It really is. You So Black by Teresa the Songbird and illustrated by London Ladd is the sensational book we're talking about today. The words and illustrations are a true celebration of what it means to be Black. We are so excited to chat with Teresa London and their editor, Deneen Milner, about this special, special book. Let's talk. This book is so beautiful and so powerful and so important. And we would love for you to give us a little glimpse into what this book journey, where it started. Where did, where did this book start? This book started with an opportunity I had back in January of 2019. I was asked to perform for a television show. It was the second show that I had, you know, ever been able to do poetry on. And it happened to be the Trumpet Awards. It was uh, filmed here in Atlanta. It's an award show to celebrate Black excellence. So when they asked me to perform, they just wanted a, a poem about Blackness. So, you know, I performed, I did the poem, and it kind of went to the back of my mind, because, you know, that's kind of the way TV works. Uh, a few weeks later, in February, the show aired... Kind of, you know, and it, it got a nice response. And I kind of put it to the back of my mind because it wasn't my first time doing TV. No big deal. I woke up the next morning <laughs> to like half a million views. The next wow. day, it was a million views. The day after that, it was, and it's just kept growing and growing and growing. So that is really where You So Black started as a viral poem. Well, a poem I did for the Trumpet Awards that turned into a viral sensation across all social media platforms and uh in the midst of the 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 very beginning of it kind of avalanching into something really awesome Deneen reached out to me actually to do an interview and in the midst of our interview she was like you know this should be a <laughs> children's it. book and I was like oh it should completely <laughs> oblivious it Deneen had to basically tap me on my shoulders like three times and then knock me over and say girl <laughs> when are we going to do this children's book? And by then, 
I was in, I was ready and locked in. So it's really, I would like to, like, I would like to think in my heart that this whole process has been like divine. Like every step of it has just been the universe putting me in a very specific place to the right people to make it just smooth sailing. I've done a few interviews. They keep asking me, what's the most difficult part about this process? It hasn't been difficult. It hasn't been difficult <laughs> at all in any way, shape, or form. It is divinely illustrated, not just by London Lab, but like by the universe. It has been divinely illustrated to make this happen. I wow. do not doubt that at all. I yes. mean, it is so stunning and beautiful. And I I love that you say you so black when you're born, the God come out. It is. Yes. What a beautiful and true statement. Yes. So it's so it is. It is. So, Deneen, what was it about this poem that made you want to acquire it? Well, I woke up to that viral moment on Instagram and was just like, who is this? (laughs) (laughs) And I need to talk to her right away. Yes. Um, I had a podcast with our local NPR um, affiliate. And the podcast was Speakeasy with Deneen. And each one of the episodes uh, was keyed toward a specific password, if you will. And one of the passwords was Black. And um, in the, it was broken up into three segments. And one of the segments was always something to do with um, the arts. So it'd be music or poetry. And of course, after seeing uh, Teresa's viral poem and looking at it obsessively over and over and over and over and over again, practically committing it to memory, um, I thought that she would be perfect for the episode, Black. And she came in and we had the best conversation and she performed a bit of the poem for the podcast and it was so beautiful. And I was just like, okay, so let me shoot my shot. Can I? <laughs> I know. I'm kind of hoping for that too. <laughs> right. And, and I see this as a children's book. And I, I saw it as a children's book because what Teresa did with her words was to turn a phrase that when I was growing up was meant as an insult into something that is absolutely beautiful and powerful and true. And it's something that, um, you know, I had to learn to get over as a kid, someone calling you black or telling you to stay out of the sun or, um, you know, like you don't want to get any darker or your hair is not the appropriate texture for appropriateness, whatever that meant. But as a kid, it hurt. And so, I thought it was important to um, put it in the context that Teresa put it in for children so that children who um, who look like me, who, who grew up like me, understand that you so black is not a negative thing, that this is a positive thing. It's and empowering. Yeah. Teresa, mm-hmm. yes, you know, and she in every word, she she puts an exclamation point on that point. I love it. Deneen, once you decided and everything was worked out and it was going to be a book, what was the illustrator selection process like? Oh, it was easy because right at the time that I, Teresa agreed, London had started posting new artwork 
on his Instagram page, which is where I find all of my illustrators these days. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, London and I worked together and he didn't realize it, but we worked together. He illustrated my very first children's book. Oh, wow. Um, goodness. I, I'd written it, a ghostwriter. I ghost wrote the, the children's book for someone and okay. he was the illustrator. And so he didn't know that I was involved in that book. But I'd followed his career that this whole time because, hey, he was, you know, my first. And so I saw him uh, doing some new work on his IG page and literally reached out to him. I was like, um, what's going on here? <laughs> I see something different. It's beautiful. Are you doing this style for children's books? And he was like, Yeah, sure, absolutely. And so I asked him if we could, you know, just talk about it. And we talked. And then I met with his agent and talked to his agent and pitched this concept to him. And he went for it. And I what what made London perfect for this project was um I just loved the way that he had turned um his colors and his multimedia, and just sort of the way that he was presenting us with this new, um, you know, mode of art that he was pursuing. There was one specific piece that looked like a collage, but that was super colorful. It was a woman pushing a baby in a stroller. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I lost it. That's when I I, I reached out to him and I was just like, um, we've got to do something together. <laughs> And it needs to be quickly. Um, it, it, it's just the the color, the passion. You can see his passion in the colors. That's true. And in, mm. in, in the way that he makes. I mean, look at how these children are glowing on this cover with that purple, that royal purple. Mm. It just, there's just something about it that just speaks so beautifully to the point of the book. Agreed. It's black being royalty. And mm. so um, it just made all the sense in the world. And, and I, I, and it just made sense. Well, London, we are so happy that you said yes to working on this project. And, but we're also curious, what was it that made you want to say yes? Oh, Teresa's words. I mean, they just, they just, you know, those memes where they have somebody just standing there and it's just like, wind is blowing them back, you know, and it's just, <laughs> that's the way when, when Deneen first shared that, shared that video with me. And I just, I just goosebumps. I still get goosebumps if I still watch that video and the way that it just spoke through me into me, through me, it was very emotive um, in every sense of me and every, and how, I rep- how I want my work to represent now, whereas like the way that she was is honest and strong and powerful in every way with every nuance, every cadence of that word it's it was it was my desire to really capture that like I just did to, to real and it, it, believe it or not like the this the experience of this book has really changed how I approach my projects now um, just to heat to, it, it's amazing how you hear the words of the author and speak them in the in the truest form and that's what she did and it, I, I just can't it's I can't thank her enough um, I can't thank Deneen enough for this project for this because uh, with this book 
it's like I've done books around the same time. I have books pretty much since October and one after this that are coming out. But there's something about this book. Whenever I look at it, it's like it's the truest form of me and of expression of who I am as a as a as a black man, as an, as an illustrator. What I've what I'm evolved into, and it's her her. And I will say this about Teresa's words. Her words were so powerful. I was in grad school, and I, when I was going from, I had to do my thesis. I built my thesis around blackness. That's how powerful I was like, oh, my goodness. And wow. it, it, it was it was just everything about this book is I love very much. It, it's I'm, I'm super proud of it. Usually when I get into a book and I look at it and I'm like, oh, I should have did this differently. I should have did that. <laughs> this is one of the few that I can look at. And I'm like, no, I, I it's <laughs> you nailed <on> there. It. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Teresa, coming back to you, looking at the words. Can you give us a little bit of into a look into what it was like to write the poem? I know you wrote it for the TV show, and what was that like? Was it hard? Did it does it come out of you? <laughs> the poem actually, I, I've written that poem years before okay. I went to to do the television show, and uh, because it is so centric to blackness, it was a piece that I would save for like, if I was doing like a black history month show, or if I was doing like Juneteenth. And it's always been one of those things where as soon as I start performing it, I lose it because just (laughs) watching people absorb it. I just can't hold it together. I cannot hold it together. Right. But the process of writing it again is like, I kind of go into a space where, the energy of the world is like, it's time to write. Mm-hmm. And it, this is this is sort of the area you're going to be writing in. So that's when I just grab a notebook and whatever starts coming out of my brain, I just keep it there, right? And then in three or four days, I look, I assess everything I've written, maybe put it in a different order and it's done. And it seems like even though it's me, I don't necessarily know if it's me doing it, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I feel very divinely connected yeah. in that aspect. Because it wasn't one of those things where I had to work really hard at it. It was one of those things where immediately I knew what the what the beginning of the poem was going to be. I knew what the body of it was. Like once I got into the black ears, I was like, we are going to break it down. All of the things that people think black is and what it really is, like down to the root. And we are going to reevaluate and take back the power of blackness in a space where like almost globally blackness your skin color is a division it's a tool that other can use to weaponize against the carrier of it right and it's something that we have to teach our children growing up and like while true, that is something that is still happening. I also want to be able to teach our children this. I want to be able to teach our children that despite the fact that this is something that's being weaponized against you, this is the program. The program is that you are the foundation of humanity. You are the beauty of God walking around here in all these different shades. You are an inventor. You are the same stuff that the stars and the dirt are made of. So from your feet to the sky, everything is yours. Everything is connected to you. And you should feel empowered by that. That is 
So when I was writing it, I don't know, I don't know if I was thinking about all of that, but once the last period was on it, I could feel all of that for myself. You see what I'm saying? That's I beautiful. Do. I just keep talking, Teresa. <laughs> this is what I'm it's saying. It's so beautiful. And Danine, actually, we wanted to know what the editing process was like because we noticed that what, uh, Teresa, what you did on YouTube is a slightly different from the book. Just slightly. Um, I think I may have taken out just one, one phrase, I think. And I, and I think I took it out just because... Um, I thought the word that children wouldn't be able to understand um, the the word. I can and I it escapes me what it is. I, I, but yeah. it was. I think that it was seamless in the way that um, you know Teresa and I worked on that specific part. Um, and then the you know like editing also includes the illustrations, right? And so um, editing uh, in terms of figuring out how to visualize um, Teresa's words and how to make them dance on the page um, and have their specific moments on the page so that when a child is reading it or, or a caregiver is reading it to that child, that the beat, the cadence makes sense for reading versus Teresa speaking it. Um, and that is all, you know, a collaboration between the author and the words and the illustrator and the way that the illustrator is telling that story via the, the um, pictures. And so when the two of them have that perfect synergy, like this one does, it makes it very easy for a caregiver or a child to really understand yes. and connect with not just the words, but the illustrations all together. And so, um, you know, I, getting that right was really, really important. And that's my favorite part, right, is to figure out how to make those words stick to the illustrations and have three different artists, right? It's the author, the illustrator, and the editor come together and create this piece of art um, collectively with respect for what each one of us brings to the table. I love how it's a true collaboration. London, can you share with us what the process was like for you going through the story? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, there's just too many stories to talk about with each illustration. Uh, every, uh, I don't know if you want to see a process, if you want me to share like uh, on there, but I can, but I can talk about it if if it's not possible. Uh, it's because every page, I just remember going back when I think about the illustrations. I remember a meeting that Deneen that the creative team had that really both terrified me, but then yet pushed me to be like, okay, this has got to be as, as, as unapologetic as Teresa's words were, this book has to bring it. Um, there was a meeting that we had, I remember with the art director and you, I think my agent was on there. Cause I was like, I was reading it and I was like, okay, well, this is going to be daunting. Because this is this is intense, and 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 I know the care that Teresa put into this poem and what it means, and I and I cannot come short with this. This has to. And I remember we had that meeting, and Denise was like, "We need a black book," you know. And I won't <laughs> say the word. And I remember I wrote it in my no, in, in my journal book, <laughs> underlined it, 
<laughs> and we finished it, and we finished that Zoom, and I was like, oh no, what am I getting? Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Because she, she she's mentioning books, and she goes, no, no. I will, ours has to be gritty, honest, real, and is because that's what we are. And I was like, okay. This this polish, this this thing that we had that she didn't want polish. She wanted as honest and gritty as possible. Because as a creator, when I visit schools, and I visit schools anywhere, whether they're rural country, they're suburban or inner city, anywhere I go and there's and I and you talk to black folk, the 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 best school visits and presentations are when I'm as honest as possible. If I get up there and try to just sugarcoat something. And we're like, no, I, I did a great job and I was this. And, and they're going to look at you like, get out of here. Like, so my art had to represent blackness in a way that was as gritty and honest and is true. So doing this, everything, the ideas that I would come across, you know, like even when I when she was like, you know, black is strong. That was quick because that was personal because I, I could like when you see the boy on the shoulders of his dad and that moment, because I didn't have a dad. And I can imagine having a dad and being your dad could be six foot, but you're like eight foot on the on the shoulders of your father. So when you see the girl on the first page, when she's looking in the sky, like that's my daughter. That's like as as as, as children, but especially I'm biased because I have a daughter. I I tend to lean more towards my work having more connecting to young women. That one. Like that's I remember being with my daughter many a time and she just we just staring up into the sky and, and just in full of wonder. So like with the, the, the images that they come in here, they they came from a very they a lot of them came from dreams. A lot of them came from the middle of the night. A lot of them came were just like if I overthought it, it wasn't there. It had to kind of where I see something like I saw like when they, you know, black is privilege. Like that was Obama. I just remember the whole Obama's inauguration. I just remember that. That was that privilege and that pride. And it was just so like every the process of this, like what Teresa was saying, it was a spiritual, emotive experience, a connection of oneness with the text. Because if if I didn't do that, then it doesn't come through. And and, and the one thing that I will thank Deneen and I will thank the creative force. They just let me create. I will tell you that um, when we started thinking about what how this book would be shaped illustratively, it we were talking about it. I, we signed the the deal with Teresa right around the time that um, George Floyd had been murdered, and the entire world was saying Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. and you know here in Atlanta. I remember sitting on my couch and being scared just because where I live, we were hearing helicopters Mm. all day and all night. We were smelling smoke because I live not too far away from where another gentleman had been killed right around that time by cops at a Wendy's while he was sleeping, napping after, you know, having a night of drink and he stopped at the, the Wendy's to, you know, kind of sleep it off and, one thing led to another and he ended up being shot by cops. Um, and so Atlanta was on fire, literally, um, mm-hmm. when Teresa and I were talking about how we could turn this into a children's book. And one thing that I've always felt um, 
when dealing with racism or talking about racism specifically with children and helping them through dealing with racist moments, right? Um, You know, think about when something racist happens on a college campus or in an elementary school or a high school. The first inclination is to punish the, the white kids by or the kids who committed the racist act, right? Um, by giving them giving them history lessons on why they should not do those things, right? So it's like, you know, we're gonna sit you in a room and we're gonna have people talk to you about how racism hurts racism hurts um, the people that you committed against. Or, you know, here are ways that you can express yourself and what it is that you're trying to say without being offensive. And I've always had a problem with that, not because I think that white kids who commit acts of racism shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't go through a a learning process of how to express themselves, but because it leaves the black kids who were hurt and harmed vulnerable, right? We don't necessarily speak to that. We think that sitting down and waving and wagging our finger at the kid who committed the violence somehow makes the kid who was who had the violence committed against them feel better. And I submit as a mother of black children, as a person who loves black children, as a parenting expert, as a black woman myself who's been through some pretty racist things during the course of my 54 years on this planet, that it is the victim of that racism who should be held. It is the victim of that racism who should be talked to. It is a victim of potential acts of racism who should be talked to about how it is that you manage yourself once that is committed against you, right? And the the fastest, easiest way to do that is to make a little Black kid stand up with their shoulders square and their nose held up high. I don't care what it is that you're saying because I know who I am. I know what this means. I know how beautiful it is. I know how powerful it is. I know what it means to the world. I know what it's meant to creation. And so by the time that somebody comes to them with the foolishness, I don't say, I'm not going to say that it doesn't hurt and it doesn't sting, but it takes that power from what that person is saying to them. And so to me, you so black for me, was an answer to how do you deal with, as a child, how do you fortify a Black child? Yes. When they are dealing with that specific aspect of being Black in America or being Black anywhere in the world, quite frankly, um, how do you um, fortify that child? And Teresa's poem, that's what makes my, you know, the hair stand up on, on, on my arms and on my body because she did what I wish somebody had done for me when I was a kid. Um, and she did what I hope to do with my imprint for children when they pick up these books that they see themselves and they understand their power and the beauty of their, of their skin color, their blackness. And so this book speaks directly to that. London killed it and making sure that we could see that beyond the words. And so I'm I'm just super proud to have this on um on my imprint. 
Oh my goodness, you should be. It is so beautiful. And I think it does accomplish everything that you just talked about. And I am a therapist and I use picture books bibliotherapeutically with kids. And this is exactly the kind of book that I would use with some of my clients. So um, we have one more question. And actually, you just answered it. Uh, <laughs> you just answered it, Deneen. So we're going to ask the other two. <laughs> London, when someone reads this book, You So Black, what do you hope people feel or learn? I Just power of self and value and worth and that you are more than enough, more than capable, uh, just everything. I, I just, I don't know how I could say it any better than how Deneen put it or how Teresa will put it. <laughs> I just let the word show. I speak through the words of the, uh, the words speak through the art for me. That's the best that I can do. Um, because that's the, what, if I post something and somebody says, I like you, that really made an imprint on me. That really, I see myself. That's that's the best. There's, I cannot. I am not a wordsmith at all. I am just a artsmith. That's it. Um, so, I wouldn't say that. I think pretty yeah. amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah. I think that's to me because I always struggled with my own blackness, being you know because I'm my mom is white, so I didn't know as much until I got older into my adultness to really understand the significance, importance, the depth of blackness, Mm -hmm. the the perseverance of blackness, and the the ever, the forever, the black is going to be here forever, no matter what. No matter what obstacles or anything that's here, it's going to endure. And to me, I I am so proud of that, and I am so, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be in such a, I'm grateful to be a black man. I am. I, I am. So for my art, it has to speak that in the most genuine way possible. And that's why, like, a lot of the work that I do, it's, it's black. And before this book, you know, I would work with my agent or I, when I was in college, like, you got to do more. You got to do animals. You got to do diver- diversity. When I went to grad school, I was like, you know what? Everything's going to be like I'm here to learn and grow. So I want to grow more as a as a man as a black man as a black as an african-american everything as a creator of art and if i the lasting legacy that i can leave with my myself is to have my work best represent i think that's that's just it for me um and i that's and i will never stop doing black theme books if they're they're the stories that are always going to be there in any form um so I will just keep you will see keep posts of black in every way possible. Um, <laughs> something that for me, what my work represents, the vibrancy, the life, the love, the passion, the now of blackness mm. and going forward. That's what I need. to. That's what I want to see and embody. So I don't know. Is that, is that I, that's, that's, that's you know, wonderful. That's great. That's Thank wonderful. You. Teresa, same question for you. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? I think the best way I can put this is like this. So I just came home from my grandmother's 90th birthday. She's a retired elementary school teacher. So in my house, there was ages 90 down to six in the house at the time. And when they opened the book, every single person who looked at the book would look at a page and say, oh, that's so-and-so. 
oh, that's me. Oh, that's so-and-so. Like, that is the experience. And that's what I want people to continue to get. When they open the book, I want them to identify. Mm. Mm. And as long as they identify, then the rest of the words and the art, all of that will fall exactly into place. A big thank you to Teresa, London, and Deneen for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for You So Black. Check out the show notes to learn more about Teresa and London. Don't forget, subscribing to the podcast ensures you won't miss an episode, and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening, and happy Happy looking. looking! Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.